your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. I have a potpourri of sports uh, today. I've got uh, some... NFL stuff. We'll uh, talk to uh, Jamie about the Red Raiders and the baseball that's going on, the football as well. Not a whole lot of basketball right now. It's kind of a dead period, it seems like. 6.45, it's this day in sports history. The Morning Drive. Don't like what we're talking about? Wait five minutes. It'll change. It might. Uh, We get this uh, from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Man. Chuck's needlessly exhaustive lists are in full form this morning. <laughs> exhaustive. <laughs> okay. Exhaustive lists. Uh, Red Raider Two Guns says, I agree with Chuck. I'm just, I'm going to read that after every opinion and then say Red Raider Two Guns. I agree with Chuck. Mm, <laughs> no. That was probably about the 4th of July Sunday thing. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get this. The 5th of July should be the holiday or universal acceptance that we start the day three hours later. <laughs> okay. Started at noon, just right after lunch right, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's just right. a half day. Kind of like, uh, like the day after the Super Bowl as well. Uh, this baseball question for you. Jamie, do you think Brandon Beckel returns for his senior season? I, I would assume that he'll get drafted decently high, and so I think the next progression for Brandon Beckel is to – to go play pro ball so yeah yeah I, I so my expectation is is not is for him to not be back mm-hmm. yeah is for him to head on to somebody's minor league team somewhere uh looks like we got a picture update of uh of jamie the calf on the yates flooring center chat line uh, along with a comment coach thomas is a very good coach in parentheses recruiter Texas Tech is fortunate to have him on staff. There's no question. That's, yeah. I mean, he does a terrific job. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, Tim Tadlock would <clears throat> would tell you he's a very, very integral part of what they're doing over there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, also Jamie the calf enjoys cake. We've heard this before about your offspring. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are cattle cubes. Yeah, and they're fun to feed to the cows yeah. too. You've ever gotten to do that? I have never gotten to do that. Yeah. Do you think uh, think you would take me some time on a trip to uh, no. East Texas no, to feed not. the mm. cattle cubes to the to the to the cattle of your father-in-law? I, I think they they're pretty strict. Okay. About who they want around. <laughs> okay. I get the. Do you think they, your father? They feel would... like they're they're the the one spreading the bowl. They yeah. don't need somebody else to. Yeah. You don't spread yeah, you, the bowl. I don't think your father in law would appreciate me. He probably. I think my father in law would thoroughly enjoy you. You, you do okay. Yeah, you okay. two could talk for hours. Oh, okay. He's mm-hmm. a talk. I didn't think he was a talker. No, big time. But he's a very inquisitive guy. Oh wow! Okay. Asks a lot of questions. Oh well, we would probably just pepper each other. Then probably mm-hmm. what we would be doing, right? No, I don't with know. Questions. That, do you ask a lot of questions? Are you a lot of questions? Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm, cur- I'm very curious. We. I, I thought of you twice yesterday. You always wow. tell me how you thought you think about me. Wow. Okay. I thought of you twice yesterday. Okay. Wow. And one time it was sympathetic because <laughs> I mowed the lawn and okay. I like even went over to like try to do what you do, which is pull your lawn mower with your left hand. Right. 
from off to the right of yeah. the mower. Right. So I just tried to do this just to, to be like Chuck. Yeah. That was awkward. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now you can feel my pain a little bit. I do. I, 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 as soon as you said it yesterday, I was very sympathetic. I'm like, that would be hard to do. Yeah. That would be hard to do. If it was on the left side and I was mm-hmm. trying to do it with my right hand, that would be difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, the water fountain thing, I, I just don't have that. Absolutely none sympathies for you there. Okay. Because okay. it seems like you should be able to push the button with your off hand. Okay. okay. All right. you're, you're right about that. Okay. What was the second thing you thought of? Um, the, the 15 year old wanted to watch, uh, some FIBA 16 and under girls basketball team on YouTube that was playing in, in, mm-hmm. in Mexico. And, um, so, so, okay, well, so we pulled it up and we were watching the basketball game. Well, immediately the broadcaster, I mean, he just immediately tells us, I'm not here to do play by play. He said, we're just going to chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was frustrated a little bit because I wanted to know, okay, where are these girls from? Okay. So they're, sure. so they're sophomores, juniors in high school, right? They're 16 year old from across the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, I mean, obviously really good. And they were playing against other countries and mm-hmm. we demolished Puerto Rico last night oh, nice. by 70. Okay. And so my daughter's really into it. She wants to see all the games. And so, Anyway, we're we're watching and he says, I'm not really here to do play by play. I'm just here to chat. So <laughs> send in your chats and we'll discuss things. And the mm-hmm. questions that were asked, I swear they were coming from his mother. Okay. Like, how long have you been into broadcasting? Um, <laughs> what's the what's the best game you've ever broadcast? Oh wow. wow. And this guy is just the action is going up and down the court. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's Susie Smith with a shot. How about you tell us where Susie's from? Okay. Sure. Like how many mm-hmm. points she averaged in high school last year or something. I don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I started broadcasting when I, I first was in news and then, oh, uh, you know, I just started doing some play by play and mm-hmm. I mean, actions going up and down the court. Right. And that's when my 15 year old, 15 year old goes, he kind of reminds me of Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, That's not necessarily a compliment by the fifteen-year-old. No, he was just talking. No, no. Him. He was like, he told us, "I'm not here to do play-by-play. Play. I'm just here to chat. I got you. I'm just here to chat." To be you. fair to Chuck, on a play-by-play, play-by-play broadcast, he usually keeps it in the lines. Yes, absolutely. No, yeah. no question. But yeah. he just, he just said, "I'm here to chat." I'm here to chat, and I'm sure that was that came from his bosses. That's what we're going to do here. Yeah. We're not going to have you try to do we're play not, by yeah. play yeah. and analyze crossover dribbles and a, a two three zone, or if they're yeah. playing a matchup zone. Right. It just with how many points in the paint they've given up. Yes. You know, yeah, all that was, kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> Kinda reminds me of Chuck. <laughs> he was just <laughs> chatting away, having a good time by, by himself. I did feel bad that he was by himself. He didn't yeah, have a color man. He didn't man. have a, didn't have a, he didn't have a Finkner to chat well, with. Him. The, uh, yeah, the, he's the Finkner. I would have been the you know the, mm-hmm. the, the color. If you're gonna do that for a broadcast, mm-hmm. you need a color guy. Yeah. Even if it's just somebody that's feeding you the questions. Sure. As opposed to reading the questions off yourself. Yeah. So there was a little bit of Haxton in there, too, because he was like, and Susie from Missouri is listening in because they're watching <laughs> in because she wants to root for her second cousin from her brother's side, <laughs> Cynthia, who's playing from blah, blah, Kansas. Blah. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And even people that were fans of the Puerto Rican team. Okay. They were, were chiming tech, in. They were chiming in. Okay. Where so they were. It, they was just like, it was just like a, a basketball game was going on, and, and we were reading the chat line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 6.38 this morning here so on the... Combo Heinz Hacks. Con- combo Heinz Hacks. Uh, speaking of Figner, he's, he stopped by the compound yesterday. I did hear his voice. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you heard his voice. You probably heard both our voices. We were, I always hear your voice. <laughs> you yes. always hear my voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, this, Jamie, do you really want Chuck asking your father-in-law what he thinks about baseball players wearing ties? <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, Does Chuck really want the answer to that question? No, that's that's not necessarily the what I what I want them to be what I want them to be doing. Six thirty eight. I will have uh, Astros baseball on the air for you tonight. They take on the Washington Nationals. Astros won last night, and the Rangers will try to. I don't know. Win a ball game? How about that? You know, six thirty. Uh, tonight, they'll take on the Angels again, and then the Angels again tomorrow night. The Angels are just a game back of the Astros now. They're making a push. They're making a push. And uh, Rangers need to kind of get off the schneid a little bit here. That You know, the weekend was, I mean, they were competitive against Tampa Bay, but they lost two of three. Now they've lost the first two, you know, to uh, to the Halos here. So Jeff asked me, was it Monday or was it last week? You got to win three out of four against the Angels, right? You just got to, right? That was Monday. Monday. You just have to. <coughs> or what? Fire so the you didn't, Jeff, so what? You know, it's not been fun watching the last two games if your mm-hmm. offense disappearing after like the third inning, it feels like. Mm-hmm. The struggles that you have had continuating from the Tampa Bay series. I'm still faith in the Rangers. They're going to get this figured out, but you know, today would be fine. Starting that little process, scoring runs in the fifth and sixth and not having a bullpen blow a lead would be kind of fun to watch for a while. Again, we were really good at it for a while. They're going to be all right, Jeff. They are. be all right. I'm not jumping off a ledge. And the angels are playing good baseball right now. Give them credit for that. Yeah. And, and, It'd be nice if your starter went, you know, more than, you know, a couple innings. That yeah, that's part of the problem. Yep. They've, they've had guys missing starts. Yeah. And the starter last night went to four and a third, but he gave up two hits and just one run. The problem is the guy that replaced him, four hits, three runs, including a home run, and uh, didn't, well, didn't have the best of luck in his Major League debut, Owen White. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is June the 14th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1933. Okay. Major League Baseball's Lou Gehrig and Joe McCarthy are both thrown out of a game. McCarthy is suspended for three games. Mm -hmm. But Gehrig isn't. So he can continue his 1,249 game streak. Now, he wasn't not suspended so the streak could keep going. But he probably might not have had that streak had he been thrown out of this. Well, he wouldn't have had the streak if he was thrown out of this game. Would that that would have been a terrible way to lose it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because I mean, if his team played, then, then he would have missed the he game. He would have missed a game, right? Yeah, for whatever reason. So I don't want to hear people calling, you know. So McCarthy must have either bumped the umpire or didn't something. leave in a timely matter, m- manner or whatever, and that's why it 
he got the three games, mm. but DiMaggio just said a magic word and then okay. went away. And you mean, you mean Garrick? Oh, Garrick. I mean, yeah. he said the magic word and went away, mm-hmm. and um, ultimately just got booted from that game. I remember when uh, Ripken was breaking the record, and everyone was like, "Well, yeah, he's been the DH so many times." Garrett could have been thrown out of this game right here, mm-hmm. and that would have ended it before we'd gotten this far. Mm-hmm. Lots of things happen in a streak to keep it going. I don't remember Cal DH in a whole bunch, but I'm sure he did. But I don't remember. I mean, I feel like he legitimately was out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1963, New York Met Duke Snyder hits his 400th home run. Talking baseball. Yes. 1969, Oakland A's Reggie Jackson gets hit 10 RBI in one game to help beat the Red Sox 21 to 7. Mm. Mm. 1974, Major League Baseball Angel Nolan Ryan strikes out 19 Boston Red Sox players over 13 innings in a 15 inning 2 to 1 win at Anaheim Stadium. <laughs> you talk about guys going you know, trying to get your little extra out of your starter. Ryan goes 13 innings in that game. Wow. There's just, I don't know, there's probably, there's so much research that's been done on why so many arm issues now when you're not letting guys pitch as long. And then obviously that subject got brought up last week with the Stanford kid throwing mm-hmm. 156 pitches. I guess that was over the weekend. So this week. Okay. Um, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, it's a very interesting thing. I wish they could get it figured out as to what is actually better for these To pitch guys. more, use your arm as opposed to... To, ba- to babying it and, mm-hmm. you know, limiting the number of pitches. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, there's probably research, research that goes both ways that could, that they feel like, obviously there is, that feel like one way or the other, it's the better, better way to do it. But I don't know. It's just crazy to think of guys pitching 13 innings in the big leagues insane now common then also common in 1989 on this day nolan ryan becomes the second pitcher to defeat all 26 major league baseball teams does it say who the first was no it does not so the guys that are doing that now have a few more teams Mm -hmm. to go after also move around a lot more too yeah Mm -hmm. although plus they get the luxury of interleague play yeah where you get to face everybody in a year as opposed to... Whereas no one had to do it from really pitching in both leagues. Uh, 1992 big day. A couple of things happened. We're going to start with a bigger event because, well, it's more important. Chicago Bulls beat the Portland Trail Blazers 97-93 to in Game 6 to win back-to-back titles. Michael Jordan, for the second straight year, is your MVP. Overshadowed... And rightfully so, but still a cool thing to have happen. Ozzie Smith breaks Roy McMillan's National League mark by taking part in his 1,305th career double play. Well, well, the great thing about that game six with the Bulls and the Blazers was that, I mean, Portland was, was dominating the game and Phil pulled the starters to start the fourth quarter. Just gave up. I mean, they were down 12 or 15 and said, all right, we just don't have it tonight. And he brings in a bunch of bench guys and Cliff Levingston and Bobby Hansen and guys like that. And all of a sudden they just start lighting it up and get it back to like a four or five point game with 
five or six minutes left and feels like, all right, back in, let's go starters. <laughs> <laughs> starters off the bench. Here comes MJ and Scotty. We're going to go ahead and win it tonight. We're, we're going to go ahead and get this one. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, those guys kind of get forgotten, but that game was pretty much given up on by Phil Jackson and those bench guys came off the bench, did a terrific job, got them back into it, and and the starters take all the glory, as they should, but those those bench guys did a fantastic job that night. 1995 in the 49th NBA Championship. Houston Rockets sweep the Orlando Magic four games, nothing for their second championship. Is that a big night for you? Yes. Both of them were for the Rockets championships. Got to enjoy the OJ chase during one of them, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, And on this day in 2000, Greg Maddox makes his 387th putout, breaking Jack Morris's career record. At 387 times that he covered first base, <clears throat> basically. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not a strike. That's how the pitcher gets put up, basically. Yeah. I mean, he could. I guess he could have uh, gotten a wild pitch at home and received him that way. Yes, you seem somewhat dismissive when you say that. No. Okay. No, 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 okay. I have nothing but enormous amounts of respect for Greg Maddox in fielding his position and pitching his position and knowing that position. He. It's Sandy Koufax one, Greg Maddox two on my all-time rotation. Get a lot of wins with those guys. Uh, it's National Strawberry Shortcake Day. Nice. Are you a fan okay. of the shortcake? shortcake? Yes. yes, sir. Okay. Happy birthday, former president Donald Trump is seventy-seven. Boy George is sixty-two. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon. Sure, he knows had, that one. Mm-hmm. I think you had one too many commas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, R.J. Barrett, 23, and Sammy Watkins is 30. And on this day, in 1777, during the American Revolution, the Continental Congress adopts a resolution stating that, quote, the flag of the United States will be 13 alternating stripes, red and white, and that the Union will be 13 stars, white, in a blue field, representing a new constellation. The national flag, which became known as the Stars and Stripes, was based on the Grand Union flag, a banner carried by the Continental Army in 1776 that also consisted of 13 red and white stripes. According to legend, Philadelphia seamstress Betsy Betsy Ross designed the new uh, flag and consisted of the background and the stripes and everything else, (coughs) as requested by General George Washington. Historians have been unable to conclusively prove or disprove this legend. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. And one more birthday. It's uh, daughter number one's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. So happy birthday to <coughs> our daughter. We're really proud of her and really proud of uh, all that she's uh, done. So happy birthday to Stephanie and uh, also known as daughter number one. Okay. Way to go. <laughs> okay. <Stephanie. laughs> Although mother when, of the young female, there it is. Th- that, this comes up with my wonder, question: right, right, Is she right. now better known as daughter number one or mom of those two? I think uh, I think it's I think the question is: Are you so your daughter number one, and then and yes, the young phenom, yes, and boy wonder, boy wonder. He's becoming very very talkative, very. I mean, he's becoming stubborn. He. He wouldn't let me read him. He he wanted me to read him a story, but he wanted to sit on the couch, and I was going to read. I was supposed to sit in my chair last night, 
one fish, blue fish, two fish, three fish. And he was adamant that he was not, he said, you just turn the book so I can see the pages. I'm like, no, I'm going to read you the story. It's going to be over here. No. And then when he, so as he, as he left, I said, I can be more stubborn than you. And he's like, no, you can't. I'm like, okay. He said, I'm negotiating with a three-year-old. And I, mm-hmm. and I lost. <laughs> I lost. 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. So uh, when she was little, my wife would say, all the flags are for you. So all the flags are for her. Chuck, I'm going to help somebody out on the chat line so they don't have to look this up because it's uh, one fish, two fl- fish, red fish, blue fish. Red fish, blue fish, right. There you go. Thank you. <clears throat> one fish, two we fish. We can get Dr. Fish, Seuss right. Blue fish, right. We can do that. Sam, uh, I am. Sam, I am. Right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Astros were winners last night, 6-1. to one. The uh, Rangers were losers last night, 7-3. to three. And um, Rangers are kind of starting to slide back to the pack a little bit. But they're still <clears throat> 16 games over five hundred. They laid Houston by three and a half. The Angels now are just four and a half back. And uh, the swing and A's of Oakland are 23 and a half games behind. They had their, their ways back. <laughs> uh, two things happened to them yesterday um, to, the, uh, to the Oakland Athletics. Uh, on one hand, they had, uh, they had a ball game in which they won two to one over the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, one of the best teams in baseball, maybe maybe the best team in the American League right now. Um, and they had like uh, 28,000 at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum for that ball game. It was a reverse boycott, Jamie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So what they <laughs> what they wanted was they they are encouraging the current owner to sell the team. Okay. Okay. And so they wore these shirts that said "sell," <laughs> and then they had uh, and they had the crowd was like "sell the team, sell the team," because they these are fans that want the team to remain in Oakland where they've been since 1968. Mm-hmm. You know the A's have had they've traveled. They were in Philadelphia. They were in Kansas City. They've been in Oakland, and now they're rumored to be going to. Las Vegas, and we'll get to that in just a second. 27,759 saw that game between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics, in which the A's lost 2-1. So meantime, in uh, in Vegas, same day that they uh, get to skate the cup, the uh, legislature basically signs off on uh, 300 and something million dollars for uh, the A's to move to Las Vegas. And then for them to build a uh, to build a stadium, and so it won't it won't pay for everything, but it's what they needed in order to um, you know get kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, they still have a little bit of work left to do on that, but that was that was the heaviest of lifting um, for the A's to uh, to get that to get that done. The uh, Nevada Senate approved three hundred eighty million dollars in public money. Uh, for uh, the athletics. This uh, particular stadium is only going to seat 30,000 fans. So it's going to be a little bit smaller. Sure, and that makes sense. So it's going to be a little bit smaller. And I'm 
I'm guessing it'll have a dome or or be you know maybe retractable roof. I mean, you can't you couldn't build something in Vegas that wouldn't be at least have some kind of climate control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just too damn hot there. So anyway, so looks like that uh, looks like that is going to uh, come to fruition. They're gonna. Um, the owners will vote on this later, and then there's a possibility they would pay, play uh, not next year, but I think the following year in um, in the in the AAA uh, ballpark. Mm-hmm. Have you been? You've been to that park, right? Did you guys play in that park? Did Tech play in that park? Which one? Tri- in Vegas. We played in Vegas. Did you yeah. play at the AAA site, or did you play at the at UNLV? I think it was just UNLV. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that. Uh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think we played in a minor league park there. Okay, for some reason I was thinking that maybe you guys did, or maybe some of you, maybe some of the, maybe what I was, what I'm remembering is some of some of the guys going to the AAA game and talking about it. Yeah, maybe so. So that may have been what what I'm thinking. But anyway, the it'll be um, it'll be a massive uh, project, and I think you know it'll be just one more thing that goes to Vegas. Uh, it's a $1.2 billion stadium on the Las Vegas Strip. Okay. So, there you go. Well, um, 7.21 this morning here on the morning drive. Um, somebody asked this question, random question. Does men's basketball have a fo- full coaching staff yet? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Um, it's still in, you know, and when you... Now, could they have it? more on their staff than what they're showing on their website yeah i guess so sure they could you know um Mm -hmm. but do they have a do they have a associate head coach no they they still have just the the two the two coaches matt brower and choki makubu i think that's how coach uh, mccaslin pronounced his name they call him coach ac makes sense right yeah sure make it a little easier <laughs> but you know and then the lady raiders have a coach ac uh with ashley odom um who's now ashley crawford but she goes by ashley odom that's her kind of coaching name she's she is married um we assume well and took and took her husband's name this past year but i mean still wants to be known as coach ac and i mean you get it i mean because i mean that's that's how people that's how people uh, know you um anyway uh but yeah and, and they still have spots on their on their roster as well i mean they have not released on their um on their website yet a full roster for uh, the upcoming season now that's not necessarily uncommon other schools have done that too haven't put their full roster on their on their official website yet you can piece it together with the commitments they have and who they've signed and but they just haven't put that out there in full force yet. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's a close knit. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's it's like, we'll let you know when we need you to know kind of deal. Yeah, I had a friend who, I had a couple friends really recently that have, um, have gone to see practice. Mm-hmm. And the first one told me they look really small. And don't think the seven footer was there, okay? okay. And the other one told me they look really fast, okay? Okay. So that would they would kind of go together, mm-hmm. right? And from what we know, there's not been 
besides the seven footer, a lot of height. Mm-hmm. So that would all make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and he, he said that. Uh, Coach McCaslin said that on Thetford Nashby that they were going to be fast. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't say anything about being short. He said we're going to be fast. <laughs> but, I, you know, I mean, they still, I, th- I think they still have a, a spot or two. Um, but, you know, I can't tell you that I've learned a great deal. Yeah, I just, I think the challenge for Coach McCaslin is I, maybe we all got in this mode of, oh, just every year it's plug and play. Every mm-hmm. year it's plug and play. Uh, we've had a new coach before. We just plug and play. I, I just don't think it's that easy. And so I just think it's going to take a little while, at, at least a year. To get kind of his... His style his, of players and just enough of his people mm-hmm. to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the other thing that I'm really curious about is what's the rest of the staff look like um and is that is it that big a, is that is it that big a deal well i would think you would want some more i don't think it needs to be what you've had in years past where it was more coaches than players or anything right, like that right, right. but i got to believe that i guess i'm with you in believing that there's coaches that are there that aren't listed yet mhm uh, somebody says this. Maybe this men's basketball staff doesn't need 15 assistant coaches and 36 student managers. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they had a full lot. It was impressive. <laughs> it was like, it's like yeah. there, Joy uh, McGuire was jealous could, of the staff. Yeah, they could definitely recruit coaches. That's for certain. Now, here's here's the thing. I mean, they they can have three additional coaches. So you you will see additional coaches. Um, and even more, one more that can coach and, and recruit, and then a couple more that can be on the floor as well. 725, Jamie's question of the day is next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Okay, uh, before the question of the day, the, this question of me, has Chuck said this is the day the work gets done yet? Yes, I have. Oh, my friend, my friend, you are very late. You you're late, late. said morning drive party. Yeah, you're late to, late to the game yet. I think the average over-under on that is 6.05. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And I think we beat that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, you have a question for me. All right, I'm going to ask a question today. Today, it's a weird one. It's an odd one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Answers can range far and wide. And the question is not asked to be negative. Arkansas. It is just a question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. My question today is. (laughs) Goodness. What do you know or think you know about the Texas Tech men's basketball team for 2023-24? What do you think you know? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it really is an interesting question um because i mean my i guess the question or the comment that you just made a minute ago that it's it's just it's kind of we don't know about that much about the coaching staff we don't mm-hmm. know that much about the players they don't have a roster listed mm-hmm. there's still open spots mm-hmm. or just there's so we don't many, have a schedule there, yeah there's so many question marks mm-hmm. so what do we think we know 
Oh, and we know this. They've put out season ticket renewals, and a lot of people have renewed their season tickets, okay? <laughs> we, uh, I, I think, I think, I don't know that we know anything, Jamie. We know that we have a new coach, and he brought, he's got two assistants that he's brought with him, and he brought uh, strength and, con- and I'm not being disparaging against him or anything uh, like that. And I'm not trying to either. You know, um, I, but I think so far they've kind of done this under a, kind of a cloud of anonymity. And I I think, I don't know if that's by design or if that's by the fact that they have had to do so much work to to kind of rebuild this organization because but when, when they fired Mark Adams, that's which, which is what they did, I mean, and then they fired everybody else. I mean, everybody else. So they, they cleaned everybody out. There wasn't anybody left at the end of the day, standing. Which is somewhat normal. Which I mean, is somewhat normal. Texas Tech didn't fire them. Really, Coach McCaslin came in and said, I want my people in these spots. No, I think everybody was gone before he got there. I think those oh. I think there was one person left okay. when he when he but I and I think that person even was told that she was no longer going to be necessary. But I think at the, when when they walked in, there was like nobody they could have fired a shotgun in the on that side of the building and nobody would have been dead. What about, for example, like Coach Pinkins, who was maybe trying to stay around, but yeah. that opportunity wasn't a, wasn't given to him. Yeah, but he had he had already left I, I know, to, to go but, to Ole but, Miss. But we also know that there was a that there was a, a, language in his deal that said that if he he could come back, he could, yeah, yeah. I mean, you heard, but I mean, I don't even know how far off the ground that got. Um, I so I I. I I don't think we really still know a whole lot, and I think part part of that is maybe because they've been f- maybe at a fever pitch, feverishly working behind the scenes to try to get you know a a, a team built. You know, with what what Coach McCaslin said on our air on Saturday on Thetford Nashby was, you know, the day the day before he had, you know, they won the NIT at North Texas. The next day he's here, he gets introduced, he meets with the team, and then meets with each individual player until. 12 15 at night and then they worked on they've worked on the roster ever since they've hired they brought two coaches with them they brought a strength coach with them and beyond that um they've been practicing but um and it's not like i've it's not like i've reached out and made a bunch of inquiries either so i mean but it's not like they've also not put out a bunch of releases other than players that they've signed mm-hmm. you know players that have committed Was there an answer in there? I don't know what the hell they got going on, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) So Chuck kind of stole my answer (laughs) in all of that. Um, uh, One, I haven't been worried about it. Um, The the fiasco that ended your season last year... Mm -hmm. You got. We knew who the new head coach would. You know the the worst kept secret in the world was that McCaslin was going to be our new head coach before he was named our new head coach. We got to watch his team play. They played hard. They played defense. They they had a a fast paced offense. We get to see that. Does that translate to what he's going to do here? I would think so, but I don't know. He could do, go a completely different way. I know he's our coach, and I know it's going to be different than last year. 
if for nothing else, the way you're recruiting players, it's no longer, hey, here's $400,000, come play for us. It's a, hey, come play for us, and maybe you can get $400,000. That mindset. I do, I, and I do, I do like that, that philosophy and that approach. Here's um, truly, go ahead. But other than that, I, I don't know what's going on. Here, here we go. Here's, here's what we know. May the 23rd, they signed Emilia Lahu. On May the 15th, they signed Warren Washington. Um, they've also uh, signed Chance McMillan. They've also signed Darion Williams, and they've signed uh, their head coach. And they've announced uh, hirings of uh, two assistant coaches and a strength coach. That's what we know. I'm kind of in the same boat where Jeff is, and that I would tell you, I think I know we're going to be a team that's going to be um, kind of defense first and that's been his style that's the way he won at north texas um they've been a really good defensive unit and so i think that's the first thing that i think i know i mean who knows he could change his style or he could realize hey the the group of players that i have here can't win in that style we've got to be we've got to be different we've got to be a run and gun team and we'll take more chances defensively and blah 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 okay and so I have to change. But I don't think that'll be the case. I think he's a defensive-minded coach, and, and I think that will be defense first. That's number one of what I think I know. Um, I think um, I think I know that uh, the same thing Jeff said about it's not going to be all about NIL here, mm-hmm. um, which if that is the case, um, which I you know have no reason to not believe that, I, I love that. I think that we're talking about guys that want to play for Texas Tech and are you know also known that they'll know that they'll be rewarded with some sort of NIL deal, but it's not just about the NIL deal, okay? So those are those are things I think I think that I think we know mm-hmm. and I. Th- just assuming, I mean, I think we we can believe it to be a more just not a complete train wreck. Yeah, blank show. Okay. Yeah, that's really the term I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just be, a complete I think we're gonna, mess last year. Yeah. So many different levels. Mm-hmm. So many different levels. Um, and I I think. Again, this is what I've I've talked about with expectations. I think that we have all been used to, okay, every year, plug and play, new players, plug and play, new coach, plug and play. I, I just don't think it's that easy. And maybe Chris Beard and, and Mark Adams made it look that easy and our NIL money made it also really easy to do. I just, I think that you're going to take a step back for a year. And I, I just I think it's going to be really difficult to make the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, we know we have a seven footer. Um, and here's the other here's the other thing that I believe. I, and look, I, I I've not seen him coach, so I don't know. But I I believe this. Other than what we saw in the NIT, I believe the guy can win because he has one. It, I don't, if he has the right players, yeah, sure he yeah, can. Yeah. Sure he can. I just don't know that this year he's going to have enough. No, of those I, players. I, I think yeah. this year is. I think this year is going to be the challenge. Yeah. Is going to be a challenge, no question. But I think that um, I, I do feel like that you can. But if you clean up the 
the show Mm -hmm. and you do the things that he's done in the past with his ability to coach and win, then I do think in the future you can get back to being who we've been in the last few years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not ready to say that you're not making the NCAA tournament ever. Yeah, I'm just saying one year, I think it's going to be difficult. I think you're going to have to take a step back to ultimately take a step forward. Yeah. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning. It is uh, nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Linton, and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. At 9, we'll have uh, the end of the bench. Those fellows will uh, come in and uh, give us their take on things. And then at... Uh, High noon today, uh, the bottom line, and then 3 o'clock this afternoon, Aaron Dickens and uh, Dr. Mike Gustafson uh, will uh, entertain you from 3 until 6.30 tonight prior to Ranger Baseball. At least that's the goal. Nice. To enter, to entertain you. Yes, uh, they, they almost never disappoint. And inform you. Mm-hmm. And inform you. Uh, Dickens back from his cruise. I can't tell you I heard... I, I didn't get a chance to spend very much time with him yesterday, so I don't know if uh, there were any cruise stories that he that he spilled yesterday. Well, he may have spilled them, but he didn't spill them with us. Right. Right, because he, he was them. on this show. He kept them to himself. Oh, he kept them to himself. Okay. Uh, okay, so PJ asked this question. Would you take a guaranteed 8-4 and four regular season record right now? I think I would. I, I think I would, too. But I, that's I know so I boring. It is. <laughs> wow. Oh, the fact that both of you said you would immediately mm-hmm. is shocking to me. Okay. Because I've got to think about it. If I got to pick the eight games, mm-hmm. obviously, well, that's not fair because you're going to pick like Texas and, and the you know the big teams in the conference and go that way. And I'm, that's not where my head's at in having to pick the eight. Because if I don't get to pick the eight, I don't know that I'm taking eight and four right now. And I don't think this team is going to do better than that. But I like your chances enough in those other games. That's fair. That I don't want to give up that chance yet. But if you told Mm -hmm. me you go 3-0 and in non-conference, you get wins at West Virginia, at Kansas on the road, and then win your Big 12 home games... Yes, I'm giving a loss to Baylor, a loss to BYU, and a loss to Texas in conference. And I hate losing to Texas. But that's walking out of Jones Stadium happy every time in a year. Isn't that 9-3? and three? Loss to Baylor. <laughs> I missed one. Hang on. What did I miss? Well, you Baylor. had us going 3-0 and in the non-conference. Yeah. You, you maybe had, it's a loss in... Maybe it's losing to you had Wyoming Baylor, in non-conference. Maybe it's it, Wyoming in non-conference. So you go 2-1 and one in non-conference. Getting me that gets you undefeated at home in front of your fans, which helps build your fan base more than a road win does. Because every time you're walking out of Jones Stadium, you're walking out happy. And it gives you a winning record in Big 12 play. I would take that, even with the loss to Texas and a loss to Baylor and a loss to BYU on the road. I think all three of those games are able to be won by this football team, so I'm not willing to give up that chance at this point. 
But if I could get that scenario where you, every time you walk out of the Jones, you're happy, I would take the eight and four. And I'm not losing to West Virginia or Kansas on the road. So those had to be the two road wins. Please, for the love of all things holy, <laughs> no loss to Kansas. I agree. Please. I agree. Uh, PJ says this. Does it change your opinion if I say we beat Oregon and start 3-0? and Yes. Yes, absolutely. It changes it? So. Yeah. Because I think that, to me, to me, Oregon is this year's Houston in terms of a swing game. Okay, so that would mean. Because I think if you beat Oregon, then that shows that what you thought about this football team, that it can be really, really good. It, it to, to me, that helps, you know, kind of give you a stamp of that. And it would give, obviously, your football team a huge boost. Now, here's the other question is, are you going to tell me Tyler Shuck's going to be healthy the, the full 12 games? You give me a full twelve games of Tyler Shuck. Do you feel? And I just don't think that that that's that important. Okay. Okay. Because I think one A and one B are really really tight. Okay. Are really really close. Okay. And I'm, you don't think we can win the same amount of games with Baron Morton? I you know. I no, think I've, it's real close. Okay, so I don't think that's you know if you were picking one guy, I'd be like. Is Taj Brooks going to stay healthy the whole year? Yeah. That would be a bigger loss to me than Tyler Shuck okay. because you have a quarterback waiting right behind him that there's not much difference in okay. one way or the other. I think they're both really good. I think you can have really good seasons with either one of them. Okay. It's interesting, Taj Brooks. Yeah. I just don't think we have another guy like him. I think mm-hmm. Cameron Valdez is, is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's the workhorse right, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Tech loses to BYU and Wyoming, well, even on the road looking back, I'd be disappointed looking back knowing we lost two games to teams we're better than. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd be more disappointed in the Wyoming loss. BYU, I just, I don't know. I don't have enough. No. I don't have enough knowledge yet of, of the Cougars. I, I could, I could uh, so the question that was asked, you could be 3-0 and and I could still see 8-4 and mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are plenty of games that, I mean, at Baylor, home sure. against K-State, at BYU. I don't know what to think about TCU, okay? Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all games. That, and then the UCF. Yeah, those are all games that I think are winnable, but I think they're, they're games that are losable, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think you're – I mean, look, regardless of how West Virginia is, I mean, you still have to go there. You still have to play there. And you've played well there. And you have played well there. Yeah. Take away one sledgehammer game. You played well there. Yeah. Sledgehammer uh, game was here, wasn't it? It was there. That was here and there. Well, the, the first one was there. Yeah. And the second one was here. Did we didn't we lose that one too? Maybe. Maybe. See, he just did that to he just did that to No, our perception kind of, of losing at what our perception as a fan base of losing at West Virginia in football is vastly exaggerated. Um, mainly because of the one game where you showed up and didn't get off the bus. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. You it's had the not field Iowa, goal right before halftime that really hurt you too. Yeah, right? it's not the Iowa State bug that it took you a decade to figure out, or the fact that you haven't beaten Kansas and Kansas State in a year. 
I mean, in a decade that you haven't been able to do. Those are legitimate. We ha- can't win. These are games that you look at and have bad records with. You're over 500. I think you're 500 there on the road, and you're way over that here. You know, what would be really interesting to me uh, is let's say you beat K-State. Let's say you beat, beat K-State on October the 14th. What's your record like the rest of the year, the, the remaining five regular season games? Because you play at BYU the next week, then you host TCU on uh, on the second, it's after a bye, a bye week, uh, and then you play at Kansas on the eleventh, and then you play UCF on the on the eighteenth at as, home, and then you finish at Texas the last five games. And as good as Kansas's offense was last year, if it continues to trend in that direction, I mean that's not a gimme on the road. No, it's not. It's not a free one. Uh, this I agree with. I agree, Jamie. If I'm setting over unders based on quarterbacks, I'm at eight with Shuck and seven and a half with Morton. So it's just not a huge difference. Yeah. Here's uh, the thing about that Kansas game, though. It's in November, and they're going to be in basketball mode at that point. They're going to be thinking basketball as the fan base. So the home crowd won't necessarily be as big. Well, they're not as deep, so you would think. I mean, so you is that just what happened last year when they started six and zero and ended up six and six? Yeah, they got their six wins and everybody's happy, and the basketball season started. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to get to practice, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, they. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 8.24 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Morning Center chat line. Uh, if you go 2-1, and one, does a loss to Wyoming outweigh a win against Oregon? Would you rather beat Wyoming and lose to Oregon, a game that you may be an underdog in? I would rather lose to Wyoming and beat Oregon. Me too. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, flip the two places. Let's say you're playing Wyoming here or in Oregon there. I'd rather have the win here. I'd for rebuilding this fan base and making the Jones what the Jones used to be, you need to win at home. That was the best thing that Joey McGuire did last yeah. year. Was you won all your you won almost all your home games except and the one start, game that you celebrated your most celebrated recent athlete. Yeah, that was your one loss, but that was your first loss at home. Mm-hmm. You know, win your home games, you get your crowds into it, then it becomes the place you want to be as opposed to leaving at halftime and watching the rest of the game on TV because you want to be in the stadium for the win. Well, there's no doubt about it. It sure makes it easier for uh, Garrett Loft on the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show from the Overton when you win at home. It makes it much, much more sure pleasant. A lot, a lot of thought goes into that before <laughs> each game. It's probably the last thing Coach McGuire says to the team before they run that. out the tunnel. Let's make this easier... For Garrett. Yes. G Lefty on three. That's right. One, two, three. G Lefty. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.